Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you enjoy the Red Men podcast, then we have got more Red Men podcasty goodness for your ears. And now, as an alternative to RedmenPlus.com, you can subscribe to Red Men Plus podcast directly through Spotify. Yep, you just go through Spotify, pay them directly instead of us. It means the same thing, except you get access to the podcast in Spotify directly. Get involved. Extra Red Men podcast each and every week. Hey everyone, Redman Podcast time. Um, Paul Machen, <laughs> Steve Hall, Chris Pajak in the studio with me. I nearly forgot your name then. <laughs> just, just fractional pause. I, 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 I was going to say, I felt like you needed more energy there. That was a little bit low. That was very much like Podcast Extra. Yeah, that was very low key for you. You're usually like a bit you're more just relaxed into Podcast Extra. You want to get that across in the first sentence. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm sad. I'm, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for Kimbo. You know what I mean? I'm kind of. So I don't know why I've been in a reasonably good mood and then I can't put my finger on what it is I think, I think I'm just like in the room with us yeah. it's, it's just maybe that's old his fucking <laughs> sparkle no comment <laughs> no comment I could really do with Liverpool signing a footballer you know what I mean? I'm quite excited about, but I'm also the more we're going to talk about Jude Bellingham we're going to talk about Enzo Fernandez because they're, they're the big ones at the moment uh, we're going to talk about the state of the pool squad as well in part two but um, yeah I, I'm, I'm it's like I'm not I don't think I, I see a lot of people saying they're ready to be hurt again and I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready to be hurt again I've been hurt enough apprehensiveness yeah yeah cheer up Fowler broke us didn't it yeah Fowler will foul Torres you know what I mean they're leaving though that's a bit different it's, this is more like Fakia no it's not it's not like no. That. In terms of we, the, this is just like the interminable misery of the last three months of all the I told you so's. Like Liverpool, I phone needed to sign a new midfielder. Oh, yeah. When just to clarify, Liverpool's manager, without being prompted, came out with Liverpool don't need to buy a midfielder, um, and then changed the and then changed the swiftly changed the as we've all done by the way. Yeah, <laughs> apart from those, of course, who were on it first, the cool kids. Go for them. Who, who I remind, who remind me of when you were really into a band before they were popular, and then they become popular, and there's just no currency in having been like the band first. It's just yeah, really funny. The only but, thing you can hold on to is I saw them in a small room. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the only it's thing. All, all those people who, who were like Kings of Leon fan before like the first album came out. And now, like before the first, I'm well done, lads. And now, yeah, yeah. And now your auntie loves them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, it does kind of ruin it, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. When, yeah, when, when, when Sex on Fire hits and they, they, they sigh. Yeah. Oh, I liked it when they were playing Milk in, in front of two hundred people. Yeah. yeah, I must admit, I saw the Art of Monkeys in a small room, and I do hold on to that. So I'm kind of in this boat as well. Yeah, but I, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. But it's fine. Everything will be all right, mate. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. I don't think it's actually really football related. I'm just kind of yeah, I'm ready to. Because you wore black as well. Maybe that was like subconscious that like you're in a in a bad mood. Maybe. Yeah. So, so uh, well, maybe it speaks to my mood over the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has stopped giving me non-black merch uh, to wear because yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. I hope you're all right anyway. I'm fine. Let's chat it through. I uh, no, I'm, I'm absolutely. The matching therapy fine. session is in order. Yeah. Yeah. It's not got off to a great start. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, Chris, you got a kickoff question because I forgot to prepare one. Yeah, if you could change the kickoff in football to anything, what would you change it to? Drone drops the ball from fifty foot. It bounces. I reckon that's okay. It bounces and then it's just a clash for heads, like a basket. It's almost like the like a bit of a basketball tip off, but I want the drone. You need the drone. It's it, without the drone. It's just a ball falling from. That, the, well, it is just a ball falling. That's yeah, but there's a drone. Yeah, but I well, wasn't it more fun when you were young when someone would just boot the ball up in the air and you didn't know where it was going to go. Like I feel like when a drone's going to drop it, it's just going to drop it in the centre. I want but a bit it, of jeopardy in my life. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's got to bounce though. Let it bounce and see where it goes. Oh, maybe well, it'll just go up again, won't it? Oh, remember in the bouncing works. The XFL when they tried to do like the American football and their kickoff rule was you stood on your own goal and the ball was in the middle and you just run for the ball. That could be cool. I reckon that's fun. Let's, that could be a good one. So you have to be on the edge of your own box and the ball's in the middle. So. And the whistle blows and someone's got a leg in for the ball. Have you seen... A bit like what we did in... Thingy, um, what's that? Zorbin footy? Yeah. So, have you seen the XFL did this? Yeah, he's just said that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I was totally switched off. I know, so, mate. Again, yeah. we've got aforementioned... Do you know how many players got injured? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they stopped. So, that's yeah, level yeah. with the playing field, Yeah. Ours yeah. are going down like flies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nath Phillips starts every game for Liverpool. Lays into someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh my god! I mean, like you've always liked the idea of special teams in, in, in footy, like you know, no, like the no, I haven't. Free kicks, I've special teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never said that. Like, never ever said that. Oh, what about once? Not once. Definitely never. Not, not in football. In American football, I like special teams. Chris wants special teams with free kicks. Absolutely bullshit. Why would I make that? Where would that come from? I don't know. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel like this is what I like when mum and dad fight. Chris definitely wants special teams okay. for free kicks. <laughs> wants um, to shut up, mate. <laughs> I don't even know what a special team is. I I, why, would I, why would I make what this would up? What would I do? How would special teams work in footy? Someone sub, gets subbed on, take the free kick, and then walks off again. It that, sounds like a good idea, but it's not what I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Claim it now when it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a, it, I, it, it was apparently one of the most fun features of the XFL, but some guy in like the first game. Basically, dislocated his shoulder. Dislocated his shoulder. A disproportionate number of injuries. Um, I yeah, I, I like I like the idea of it being a bit like like the basketball tip off thing as well. You know what I mean? Where it's just kind of lobbed in there, and someone's got to hunt it down on the first. Like table there. football, when you just throw the ball. And yeah, it's or just, just two guys on the pitch, and it's almost like that's your opening goal as well. So you've got to get on the ball, and it's the first team to sh- score or something like that. You know what I mean? Gets gets per- starts with possession of the ball. How's that? I don't think we've done very well here. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm open, I'm open to further suggestions if you're live with us. I'll be honest, I don't do. think there's that much wrong with the kickoff. There's loads wrong with footy. Well, they've changed Starting the, the game is fine. I, watched, I was watching the game the other day and it did occur to me that I've stopped thinking about the fact that you don't kick off with two players anymore. Well, you said to kick the ball forwards, then you? That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's what I mean. It's like, you know, you can. You probably still can on, on 
eFootball. But like on, on PES, there was a while they changed it, but you could press like L1 and up or something and you could change back to it. And I always did just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good one, because you've got two fellas there. You can't recreate the Robbie Fowler, <laughs> Stan Collymore, Tiki Taka passing up the pitch from kickoff anymore because you've got one guy there whose job it is to boot it to the edge of the centre circle. So, yeah, a, a free a free choice to how many people you can have do stuff from kickoff. Like. I suppose it would get rid of Liverpool's tactic, which is seemingly kick off, give it to John Matip, he kicks it to the left wing and they go off to the team's throwing. Yeah. That seems to be our, our MO for kickoffs. Nobody's told our centre backs that we don't own Sadio Mane anymore. Is that a significant <laughs> part of this? Yeah. 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 It, it usually results in Sadio winning the header and winning the throwing or elbowing someone in the face and getting away with it because it was in the first 10 seconds. It, now it's Fabio Carvalho. Luis Diaz or Jota, just the ball going over their head, or Darwin Nunes forgetting that it's coming to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was at that point where when every Daniel Sturridge would start centre forward for us and they'd go long and he'd just be like, the ball comes up in the air. He's like, what, what, what you, 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 you know, read, you read the team sheet before we started the game. I'm not Andy Carroll. Never once seen Daniel Sturridge jump and win a header to hold the ball up or flick one on in my entire history of watching Liverpool. Um, yeah. Good stuff. I, one other uh, wrinkle to this kickoff thing. If you had to choose, what's your optimum kickoff time? If all football games could be played at one kickoff time and one kickoff day, what would it be? Ooh. Everyone always like, do you people go, oh, we should be three o'clock on people a Saturday? People shag Saturday three o'clock, so I'm not here for it. Like, no. I much prefer the 12.30s. No, I don't. I disagree. I'd go, I'd go up, I'd go late. Like, 8, 8 p.m. every game. Friday, 8 p.m. is my optimum. No, I don't time. have to work. I don't want that. I want Saturday, 8 p.m. I mean, you literally don't work on a Friday, so... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, and I would have to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you answer me question for me, then. Right, yeah, yeah. Give me Saturday at 8pm every game. Yeah, I'll be all over that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saturday, 12.30. I agree in so much as it gives you... the teams ahead of you. I but everyone's them. playing. Everyone's now kicking off at half twelve on a Saturday. Oh, everyone is. Oh, well, so still, still twelve thirty. There's other reasons. It's just fitting better with my life. Yeah. Saturday eight, I'd go for. Yeah. If I was not a parent and I was going out drinking after the games and stuff or before the games, then I'd probably go Saturday seven. There'd be more alcohol-related deaths if every game kicked off at half twelve on a on a on a Saturday. I think. Because people would just annihilate themselves after the game. That's it. You're out. You're out from ten o'clock in the morning until you're not out anymore. Now, the, the I agree with the, the Saturday because it gives you your weekend, and so you, the game's over, and then you've got your weekend to either revel in it or to to to, to think about other things if it's gone wrong. That, but the Friday because I fucking hate early kickoffs. See, I think you've not thought about midweek games. It just falls perfectly, doesn't it, on a Wednesday, twelve thirty. Brilliant. Lunchtime Wednesday kickoffs for Champions we'd League. We'd be sound getting fucking tickets everywhere midweek. Yeah. Everyone else is in work, we're there, just sound, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, user are doing eight o'clock kickoffs every game. Nah, fuck that. Yeah. Okay, sound. Um, we're going to be chatting less of this bullshit and more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Bellic, Fernandez. Bullshit. Um, yeah, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, as well as uh, looking through the state of the squad and uh, kind of uh, some thoughts on the injuries to Diaz and Jotten and what it means for the January transfer window. Uh, very quick break from us. We've got an amazing set of competitions, daily competition prizes um, to give away. Uh, here's some more details on that. Hello, all you wonderful festive people out there. Just to let you know, we are running an incredible advent competition on Redmen Plus throughout December. We are entering into week two. We have already given away this, an auto-pen signed Mohamed Salah framed shirt, a signed Michael Owen medal, but there is plenty more awesome Liverpool themed prizes still to come. The main prize on the immediate horizon is that right there. Crown Paints retro Liverpool away shirt signed by Ronnie Whelan and by the most decorated goalkeeper in Liverpool history, Bruce Grobelar. On top of that, we've still got loads of other bits and pieces away, signed books, merch and more leading up to this on Christmas Day. The coup de grace. Phil Thompson, Liverpool legend, as a player and as an assistant manager, and Jamie Carragher, Liverpool legend that he sent to half, both signing a 2001 Liverpool away shirt with the FA Cup final Cardiff 2001 stitching on it as well. An absolutely wonderful, unique piece of Liverpool memorabilia, and that is the King Dingling Prize, still up for grabs, as well as, of course, giving you access if you join and get yourself into the hat for these things by going to redmenplus.com and joining as a club legend. Uh, you're also going to get amazing content. The football is coming back very, very soon indeed, and we're going to have you covered. We've got documentaries, features, interviews, and club legends. Also get to join our Discord and get free merchandise as well. Uh, so, yeah. Not only do you get all that boss stuff, you'd also get entered into the drawers for these incredible prizes as well. So yes, join us daily as we give stuff away. Make sure your name's in the hat by other grading from club captain or joining simply at redmenplus.com as a club legend tier subscriber. All the best. He's counting it down. 
Hey, welcome back. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've, been hold, I've been holding a bear pin and uh, it's not ready to come out now and it's on the verge. I'm going to disappear away from the microphone at some point. Uh, Do it directly into out. the microphone. I mean, if we That's were, if, if it wasn't into the ears of 20 odd thousand people, then I would. If it was just, yeah. it would, you know, off, off camera, I absolutely would. Um, I think I'd do it. Pure disdain for the people in the production studio. Sorry, Aaron. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we, uh, we're we going to be drawing the latest prize on Tuesday night show. Is it Chris, you on 9pm? Mm-hmm. Tuesday night live <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, Chris will be reacting to all the latest news and getting all your reactions on there as well. Uh, Sunday to Thursday, we do those live shows on YouTube all at 9pm. So yeah, if you want to tune in and see whether you've been drawn as the prize winner, then do just that. Right, let's crack on uh, because we've been doing a lot of... Um, Jude Bellingham chat in the last week or so because it really feels like there's, there's it's starting to kind of heat up. We'll start with him, then we'll move on to Enzo Fernandez. Um, Chris, it's weird because the Bellingham one feels probably the most solid. You know, you're now starting to get Hornsby. Yeah, you're starting to get starting to get proper people <clears throat> talking about it, and no one's. I don't think anyone's prepared to properly nail themselves to the mast on this one, but. A lot of the people, I mean, like Neil Jones on the Journal Insight last week was talking, wasn't he? Like, you know, about, about like he doesn't want to say it. It's it's like a done deal because it's not a done deal. But it feels like Liverpool have certainly done all the right legwork behind the scenes. It, it's it feels to me very Virgil Van Dijk deal to me. This not that we're going to get it done in January. More that they've done all the stuff required to win the player over. They just haven't sorted how you go about getting him from Dortmund to Liverpool uh, yeah I think so um, I, I mean look I know a lot of people don't believe in the Enzo Fernandez links but I'm actually quite believable quite believing in them as well so but I think Liverpool how, have, out of 10 how, how believing in them are you look I think when it starts to come from the country that they're from I think you can put a little bit more weight into those rumours to be honest with you and it's starting to come out of Argentina now so that that, that matters to me if it was just you know a random Italian thing, whatever. But when it starts to come out of the country that they're actually in, yeah. we've seen that time and time again that that tends to ring true. We've, we've made journalists famous, haven't we? From, like the lad from Guinea with, with Pepe Sierra, Pepe Sierra from Colombia, and um, Sega from from Guinea when we were getting Navi Kate and stuff. You are right, I, and I had this piece to Neil what Disney basically said since the Van Dyke thing, Liverpool have really kept their card close, close to their chest, and rightly so. It cost them a player and it cost them loads more money, so it makes sense how they're doing that. So, I'm with you. I actually, you mentioned what about the, what feels. I think they both feel real. I don't know whether that means it's one or the other, or if it is both, and they're going to spend like a lot of money on the midfield, which they need to do. There's a big revamp needed in the midfield. We're losing probably two, no, definitely two, probably three of them. And there's questions whether it's injury or age, quality. I suppose about every single midfield we've got. Um, other than that, really, even like the best ones, like Thiago, the the age slash injury stuff. So Liverpool do need the revamp. So I I wouldn't be shocked if it's both. The good thing, go, what Chris said before, the, the Bellingham stuff is, it feels to me that Liverpool want him. Obviously, he would quite like to move to Liverpool, but why would he nail us nail it down now? Because listen, Real Madrid could come in and just blow someone out the water. Or, and why there's no rush for Dortmund to do it either. It might be that everyone's just waiting for Dortmund to give it the tip. We don't know, mm-hmm. but I think that. You know, not, I, also, you know, they left Qatar three days ago or something. Well, that's you know always, I mean? isn't he? Is, yeah. Whatever he's, and also, like I say, you know, no smoke without fire. I think there's big fires burning for both of them. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, again, the cynic thinks, well, we've never done this before under this ownership where they've gone and just gone bang, bang. 
Uh, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's why they were trying to raise a bit more money because they knew they had to do that. I don't know. But I'm with Chris. The, the, the Bellingham stuff is coming from too many places. In Germany, reput- really reputable sources in Germany. David Ornstein talking about it's huge. And then on the Enzo Fernandez stuff, I don't know the validity of these outlets. But again, when, when they're coming from Portugal and they're coming from Argentina, I tend to agree with you. I, it, it feels like there's both on, which, which is very exciting. Two yeah. very, very good players. Yeah. Two players like Liverpool need. It, it is, it's, it's, it's fun times. It's just whether, like I say, the cynic and you think, we've never really done this before. Are we really doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think on the Bellingham one, for me, I think everyone's known that Liverpool wants him. So sometimes in these situations, you'd probably get journalists not wanting to stick the neck out. Well, everyone knows they, they, they want him. The, the only way they're sticking the neck out now is to say they're in pole position right now. And they've always caveated it with, right now, they're in pole position, which leads you to think well they might not be in the future um, yeah. and that's kind of the way football transfers work isn't it every one of us knows that you know un- until it's done it's not done it's that simple anything else can happen in the last few hours leading up to uh, a player signing for a club so Liverpool have done everything right to go back to what you asked originally you know w- whether that be Klopp talking about him in the press over the last 18 months whether that be Jordan Henderson and Trent Alexander-Arnold buddying up with him at England camp, everything seems to suggest that he is our absolute number one target and has been for a long time. And that will make a player feel good. Yeah. The fact that the light's still shining after 18 months for him, that you've still got a hard-on for him after 18 months. Um, and the, the, the money being talked about isn't putting the club off. Yeah. So Jude Bellingham, having then played alongside Jordan Henderson, having then spoken so well about how he, how he enjoyed Enjoy playing with Jordan Henderson. Everything points to if Liverpool have got the money, Liverpool will sign the player. Yeah, and and, and uh, to your point that you, you made, I think it was one of Neil's points originally. Stay is Liverpool are very good at shutting transfer rumours down. Yeah. They are, and they'll do it. They'll do it a drop for half. They'll do it over nothing. You know, I it even goes back to one years and years and years ago where it was the only time, where only only insight we ever got onto a Liverpool transfer was Jen Chang basically shutting down. Oh Christ, was it was it? Uh, Oh, he was the Uruguayan guy who played for Southampton. Ramirez, Gaston Ramirez. Gaston Ramirez, that's the one. And it was like you can unequivocally say Liverpool will not be buying Gaston Ramirez. They'll do, they'll do that. James Pierce gets, you know, they, they ask the question because the main journals ask the questions, and Liverpool are prepared to shut it down because they don't want the name associated. They don't want themselves being used in transfer who negotiations. Was the, who was the lad from Porto? Was it? Who was oh, it? Octavio. Yeah, and they were like, well, "No, that's bullshit." They literally said, "We." I think the quote was, "We feel as an agent trying to use our name here to get it." Like they will do it. So, I think. I think well, there are some things. Sorry, see, just to the point where. I don't think it doesn't hurt Liverpool's reputation to be linked with players like this so that you could make the case yeah. that you wouldn't want to shut some transfer rumours down because it's if you know you're getting the cues yeah, off the top table in, yeah exactly you get, you're sitting at the top table whereas in reality it's forced perspective you're actually just sat outside the window just from where you're looking it looks like you're sat at the dinner table with all the top all the top mm-hmm. players um, I suppose I'll put on that one you could say that with the Fernandez one because that's relatively new. This Bellingham stuff's been going on for ages. If there was nothing in it by now, someone somewhere would have said, "Let's yeah. calm that down," because he's going to go to Real Madrid and our fans are going to be absolutely mental. Yeah. So I think on, we can. I think we'd all agree. I think there, I don't think there's a person out there who doesn't believe Liverpool are in for Jude Bellingham, including Jude Bellingham and his mum and dad mm-hmm. and his pay, and whoever looks after him. The Fernandez one's relatively new at times, speaking. So that it might come out that someone does come and poo poo that soon. But I am skeptical on the Enzo Fernandez stuff only in so much as. Because I did this on Sunday's live show, and the story hasn't changed since then. It's just that the wording's changed slightly, and it's all the same stuff, but it's being reported in different 
sources. So it, it came from weird places. It was coming from Spain and it was coming from, uh, and, that, and then subsequently somewhere in Argentina got it. it on all these publications all look very similar in how they're structured and they're, I don't, so I, don't, I could probably do some deeper diving into this but I don't, I don't care to maybe someone at home can do this I, it wouldn't shock me if it was like whatever the European equivalent of the Reach of Reach PLC is that owns like the Echo and the Mirror and you know all them kind of stuff if one company owned all the newspapers that are reporting on this if Ojogo are also owned by AS Diario or all got the same ownership mm-hmm. structure because these are all it's all the same shit being reported. Records in Portugal was another one as well, wasn't it? Saying saying this kind of stuff, and right now it's all being picked up. And the, the British journalists or the British tabloids are always a step or two behind this because apparently, you know, the old school journalists don't know how to press Google Translate uh, on on Crow. Um, and now we're starting to get it. So it feels like we've had three days of ramping up Enzo Fernandez stuff. Was in reality, it's not. It's just more people have clocked on to. The report that was coming out on Saturday, I think, initially about him. Yeah. But and there's two ways of looking at that, isn't there? I mean, you might you might be absolutely spot on, or the journalist might have gone away and checked the sources. And oh, it yeah. takes time. Yeah, that's the other. The, that's the other way, and they've come up with the same answers. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I, and a lot of this happens. I think we have there's, there are people who run Twitter accounts, aren't there, who, who do this kind of stuff, and more often than not, they 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 kind of know who isn't reputable and they let you know kind of thing some of them have rating systems or some of them just speak to people themselves and by all accounts again you're right we are trusting the words but like apparently there's reputable coming from again pretty reputable sources so we'll find out again I think you said the point in the whatsapp group the other day um, it might be one or the other it might be that Liverpool get one and Real Madrid get one and you're just covering your bases. And it could it, it genuinely could be. My, I, and I spoke about this, I don't want to repeat myself too much on the live shows, that they are very different players though. Yeah. That would be, you know, it, it's like the Shuamani to Bellingham was a bit more similar in, in terms. Like Enzo Fernandez is more Thiago than he is Yaya Torre, where I believe, like I keep referencing him for Bellingham. He's just stri- like more dynamic, athletic, that kind of stuff. Enzo Fernandez is more of a ball player who can, be a DM. Yeah. I don't think Drew Belling. So the, the, so it might just be that Liverpool are saying, yeah, we do need both. Um, we need to spend two hundred quid on our midfield if we want to get back to winning stuff. That's how I, much I, they would pay. Two hundred quid. Two hundred million quid. Yeah, maybe that's what. Yeah, two hundred million quid rather. Yeah, and that's the thing with is that it, it makes no sense to be either or because if it's either or, they are two completely different profile of players. Yeah, I, I get your point on that, and you're absolutely right. But I, I, what my point I was making again, in just to. to in appearance our conversation on this the similarity is the 100 million pound midfielders Young and what I mean by that is is that you can afford you can go for one you need one gem you need to make a bit of a statement you need to go and get one star and we're in a position where you can buy it in any three, any one of the three midfield positions really you know because we actually need one for everyone in reality um, so as much as I agree Enzo Fernandez and Bellingham. If we signed them both, they wouldn't be competing for the same position. They'd be playing in the same midfield, but they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be in rotation in, in one position. But I wonder whether there's a world where it's well. You've got like three plans, and plan one is Bellingham, Casado, and someone on a free transfer, and the other one is Fernandez and Amrabat, and, and, and so, you know what I mean, and, and and that's how that kind of weighs up a little bit. You've got to go out and get one big player to show the world that you mean business. Yeah. So if you don't get Bellingham, you you may you you've got no choice but to go and get Enzo Fernandez, or and kind of. 
Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, that does make sense. But Mundo Deportivo, and this is Vidal's transfer rumor saying Liverpool's close to screwing both Jude Bellingham and Enzo Fernandez. Real Madrid are aware of this and may lose out on both of their midfield targets. That'd and that's amazing. kind of that's but well, that's weird. I think this is a little bit at when you're saying it, Steve. That's what I was saying the other day. Is it? It does feel a bit. I could see a world because we we definitely need both of them. That'd be amazing if they could do that. I'm not prepared to get too carried away on that just yet, but. Real Madrid are very much still looking for one more midfielder, and it does have a big whiff of. Will it feels like we'll sp- we could end up splitting the difference with them? They'll get one, and we'll get the other one. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, uh, the hope is, as as you've both mentioned, is that we we get both of them. The fact that FSG haven't gone and spent two hundred million in a transfer window is the what poo poos it all for me. You know that's the that's the thing. And then especially yeah, well. and then you start to think about well, you know, is this what the money that they're looking for is is to be used for? Who knows? Um, I just think there's a time and a place where you've kind of got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And right now feels like the time and the place where Liverpool need to bite the bullet and go and spend above and beyond their means for once. Um, because you know Arsenal are moving forwards, Manchester United moving forward slowly. Don't forget about uh, Newcastle. Don't forget about Newcastle, the, of course. You know Tottenham Hotspur seems to have a bit of stability at the moment. Um, you could quite easily find yourself sixth in the league for a couple of years. So. Are you protecting your asset by investing in it? Um, maybe that's what FSG are looking at right now. That's the hope for me, anyway. And also, like you said, is that this and this happens with a lot of teams that you have so much success that you you you, you don't replace players during that success a little bit, and then you get to a point where you're like, ah, fucked it all thirty odd now, and we need to do, we, rather than doing gradual little changes. Because to be fair, in certain positions we have done that. So they've, you know. I think we've done that in every position apart from well, part of that's what I'm saying they've done it a centre half and they've done it up front to an extent you know, they have done it up front like Canate's come in done it at full back with Simicash done a little bit of full back with, with Calvin Rams you know um, but yeah midfield's the one where they've just gone with the same it's, it's, and it's a reference before Liverpool's midfield is kids or lads who are approaching on the wrong side of 30 because the, the ones who are in their prime who shoot is Chamberlain and Catered and they're going because they, mm. they just haven't been a good enough or be fit enough or a combination of both in, in some cases. It's only really for being you know, and he's pushing fit now. There's just like there's a gap of a prime player, and I understand now. I, I, I'm con- contradicting myself by saying Bellingham and Fernandez are because they they are young, but they're at a different level of you know they're like they're they're, in, they're just good top players, especially Bellingham. I, I know more of them. I know of Fernandez, the the the, the Bellingham one. He, he plays like a lad who's 25, 26. Did you see this? There was an article, and I, I didn't go full in depth on this. Which this is not a stat as such, but someone did a feature on this at the World Cup. Yeah, and the, the depth of talent, age 22 to 26, yeah, and yeah. I read it, and it was really interesting. And basically every top team has got a 30-year-old and a fucking 20-year-old, and there is just like a generation that kind of went missing, essentially. Yeah. It's really interesting, actually. I can't remember who wrote it now, yeah. but I remember reading it, yeah. But it's interesting that that's kind, of, that's kind of the point. The Real Madrid stuff I find is really interesting, and for once, us losing out might to Germany kind of might work into our favour in these coming transfer windows because... They've already bought Camavinga, they've got Chiumani, they've got Valverde, and look, Modric is a million years old, but Cruz is nowhere near as old as people sort of make out, and Modric, I don't know what his future's going to hold, but they're obviously, they're not lacking in, in, in talent still in that department. And now, 
you're looking at it going, okay, well, we always say this, all good footballers will believe they'll they'll get in a team and fight for it. But you can see your place in Liverpool's midfield, I think, more clearly than you can see it in Real Madrid's. With all due respect, if you're Jude Bellingham or, or Enzo Fernandez and you're going, well, I've got to try and get Valverde, Camavinga, Schumann or Cruz out or... Harvey Elliott or Jordan Henderson, like you're, you're probably fancying your chances. I, I like, I like both of those players. Don't get wrong, but if, from the outside looking in, that feels like a, a, an easier one to to walk stuff in. Bellingham is walking to our team, and he, he's walking to Madrid. So he's, he's that good, but the, the, if it, it does feel like, yeah, you're right in, in saying it. Schumann and Camavinga are both excellent players. Valverde is ridiculously good as well, and then you, you mentioned the legends in the other two. So yeah, it, it is one that I, if I'm a player, I would be thinking, yeah, I'll get me to Liverpool, and it feels like. I know you referenced Van Dijk before. It does feel like that with Bellingham. It feels like he's been sold on the Liverpool project and what you're going to, here's how you're going to play. We're going to build the team. We're going to do this, this, and this. Because Neil says this on Genoa Insights again. He said, like, if you think about when Liverpool got Van Dijk, Liverpool probably shouldn't have got Van Dijk in terms of he could have went to City and just won everything because he yeah. wanted him. Chelsea at the time, yeah. we're going to pay him big money and wanted them. It was Jurgen and the project of Liverpool that that got him. And then listen, in the end, they had to pay the money as well because he kind of balls that one up. But it does. I, I'm getting that off Bellingham. It feels like he could have his choice of any club in the world. And who's, who's saying no to signing Jude Bellingham? Does not as he can afford it. It does feel like that Liverpool have sold him the project, and he, and it seems like he's interested. Especially the the good news is, you know, his parents or his people come out and saying we'd like him to go to Liverpool. All, all those le- two hours up the road. All those leaks you're getting, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> obvious, really, isn't it? And, the, and there's no way Martinez hasn't had Messi go. Don't go to Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> hate them. <laughs> you know, on international duty, go to Liverpool. Hate them as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, hopefully, as Jude's uh, mum and dad have forgotten how bad the M6 is. Uh, they've been obviously been over in Germany. Maybe they've forgotten just how bad the commute is from Birmingham up to. Uh, at least they're in the fifty zone. Yeah, uh, oh, it's a safe drive. Yeah. At least you can get a, a nice, quick, cheap, reliable train. Oh no, you can't. Yeah, you know, you have to fly <laughs> quickly, easily from Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham to Liverpool. No problem. Um, I've no idea whether that's true. Let's open this. Um, yeah, the the. The idea of getting both. It's exciting. It's exciting. It feels like, just to clarify this, I'm aware of how horrendously naive it makes us sound to even consider the idea that Liverpool could spend because Dortmund won 100 million plus for Bellingham. Enzo Fernandez has reportedly got 130 million euro release clause. So this is where we're getting this idea of 200 million from. You're right. The only time Liverpool have really spent big is on the back of the Phil Coutinho stuff. They've incrementally built their squad. But I think, hang on, are we? Is everyone naive enough to think that the release clause is the price? Fernandez will go, it's not. Yeah, yeah, and it never is. I, I think I think Ruby Costa said this, didn't he? The the director of Benfica is new in there. We're not going to sell anyone this summer. So we're not going to sell anyone in January unless they bid the release clause. But there's a chance they go. I'm guessing, paraphrasing. We'll wait till the summer and see where we are because Benfica are having a really good season, and they've done, you know they've done well in Europe. They've done they're doing well in the league. They don't they don't want to sell now. Yeah. And I think he, he referenced like where I'm sick of us being a, a financial institution, not a sporting one. I think that was his words, yeah. which makes sense. Let's win something and then you can go, mate. Because remember they took the plunge on him. They were the only ones who bought him and then loaned him back to River because he wanted to win the Copa de Libertadores. That's why United and Wolves didn't get him, and then. Yeah, and then it turns out they got knocked out anyway, so Benfica got him in August rather than October, November. So they, they took a gamble on him, so why would they risk doing it now? I think I think you could probably have both of them. And I, I'm, I'm, 170-ish, so like 100 for Bellingham, 70-ish for Fernandez. Maybe it's still a huge chunk of change, don't get me wrong. But it does feel like having not really 
got the midfield that he wanted. Like, to show him any money was there last summer. I'm not sure 170 million changes my point drastically no, from no, 200 million. No, I, I know, but my, my, my thing is, if the, the money was there for show many. So is that just transferring over? Because in the summer, if they could have got show many, they'd have took him, we know that. And I, would they have took Bellingham as well? We don't, we don't know. So maybe the money was just there. Yeah. We, it's all lips, but to maybe. Yeah. But it feels, it feels. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm, that's why I'm refer, re, referring to. It. We it might be, I, and I can see you. I can certainly do the world, and I, I've got a little point to, to follow this. Where I can let's follow the thread where we do go go down that way. But I, I'm just for people watching at home who are going, fuck off, lads. It's fucking Fenway Sports Group. It's Liverpool. They've never gone and done yep. a net spend, anything remotely like that. And there's not the assets in that squad to, to cover that net spend like there have been previously, unless you decide, sorry, Mo Salad, you know, this is this is your time's done. Um, but, and the, the point I've been making on this for, for a little while, Chris, is people are obsessed with net spend. Liverpool had the time on the early days of Klopp because it's the climb. So you don't need to throw £400 million in a transfer window because the pressure wasn't on. We could take two or three years to really improve what we had. Arsenal have had to jumpstart what they've done. They've spent big in the last couple of, in the last couple of summers. Other teams, obviously Chelsea went mad in the summer as well. Those teams are kind of have been playing catch-up. And I think there's a spell where self self-support and self-fulfilling sort of football teams where you buy, you sell to buy and you keep building from within is absolutely fine. That's the model every football club wants to aim for. We've missed the trick because of COVID and because we've I've had to double down. We've kept players around, which is unusual for how we've done things. But what I'm saying is every now and again, you do need to just go and spend a big dough. Barcelona had this. I've said it for years. Everyone wants La Masia. Everyone wants to be able to fill their squad from lads coming through on, on the cheap. And Liverpool are not quite doing that, but the closest to doing that. You know, between Trent, Jones, I know we bought Elliot and I know we've bought Carvalho, but we've bought young, young, homegrown lads in there. We're able to do that. And what, but what it means you should be able to do is when you need to go and get a star, you just go and throw a chunk of money on a star. And that's what Barcelona were always able to do prior to throwing all their cash at Messi, is that you can go and get that extra guy. And that's that's where we're at now. That's where the cycle's at, is that Liverpool can't afford to sell a couple of players and use that money to buy a player this summer because they are going to get left behind. I don't think anyone at Liverpool wants that. So they're left with two choices. You either let your asset rot or you throw a big chunk of change at it to make sure that it, it maintains, at least maintains its value. Yeah. Was there a question? No? Agree? Disagree? Yeah, I mean, I, I said this about four weeks ago, that Liverpool's time where they've gone, we've got to sell, is it's over. We don't have those assets to sell, so they have to spend. It's obvious, isn't it, if you want to stay at the top? Yeah. 100%, can't, can't disagree with any of it. Like I say, the, the climb is different than staying there. Liverpool climbing the mountain, doing it the the right way or a way that they felt was right uh, you, unless you're going to sell Mo Salah to fund them both and then you're weakening yourself they're not going to do that they need to if they, if they, and again if the series but winning My, the, the the fact that Klopp's still here I don't think Klopp would just I, I know he, he likes the I don't know the project yeah and Klopp wouldn't hang around for five years he didn't think he could win he wouldn't have signed a new contract mm. there'll have been some assurances in there because he can and if he, I've said this before if he, if he left Liverpool his phone would be ringing off the hook and he could go and manage any team in the world he'd be the next whatever Germany would take him tomorrow international managers any club so you know we've seen changes to the, the way the structures work as well in terms of the transfers maybe it's a bit of that actually we don't need to go and find the gems anymore as, as much because 
well, we just need this now because we've done we've done all that. We're a, we're a different team, you know. We haven't we've built ourselves to a level. What we probably need now is someone is, is, is someone with a bit of clout rather than Naus, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily need you still. I mean, you still need a shrewd operator because it's how you're selling stuff on. Liverpool have gotten so much value from like your Danny Wards and your Jordan Ibes and your God, you know, Brad Smiths. You know, the thing about the amazing money we've picked up selling lads on. We don't. We still need someone like that, but we're at a stage now where we need to convince the world's best to yeah. join us. That's why Jurgen probably gets getting Jurgen on the phone is that, isn't it? With all due respect to Julian Ward, even Michael Edwards to an extent, getting the, getting the call off clock might might help you out. But who, but maybe that'll be interesting to see who we get who we do get in in that role. If we can get someone who's got it, maybe not an equal amount of clout, but a significant amount of clout as well. Maybe that's part of the part, part and parcel of it. Because you're always going to be able to convince the lesser lights. See, Liverpool, you've managed to get yourself up to the top table. We we want to make sure that we are all the best players are going, well, yeah, Real Madrid or Liverpool. Okay, cool. Real Madrid or Liverpool. Not, all right. Well, all right, Liverpool, it's Real, it's Real Madrid. You, but you, the big difference look, is selling the project. You've got to look at good players. Like, look, I know Real Madrid have beaten us twice in Champions League finals, but we've been to three Champions League finals in the last few years. That is massive for anybody looking for Champions League football. This isn't Luis Suarez going to Arsenal for six games of Champions League football a season. This yeah. is going and having a chance at winning the Champions League almost every single year under Jurgen Klopp as a part of a massive team with a fellow who supports you who wants to make you a better player that is different to what everyone else is offering on the table right yeah. now yeah. apart from Real Madrid that's why it's us and them all the time and that's why as well though where there's more to the game than that as well you you need someone who's got a bit more to them it is this it's the it's this salesmanship it's the package it's why Man United have been have fell off a cliff because obviously Fergie goes and they've not had a reputable director of football they've not had a, a decent CEO or everything in between and so they've been selling the club in the wrong way you know if you get someone who comes in and just got a real power and aura around them that's it you want to you want you want to be able to you, you just again you just play a different game when you talk about those guys the superstars you don't want a player speaking out at your club about how nothing's changed in the last 15 years since he left yeah. you don't want a player coming in and saying the training facilities are crap by comparison they're, they're exactly the same as what I left uh, which is what Cristiano Ronaldo obviously did at Manchester United you want Liverpool to have invested or a club to have invested 50 million in the training complex to make you feel comfortable and be a better player each and every every day that you go there you want players talking about the team behind the team you know this is all stuff that Trent and everyone who's at Liverpool talk about constantly it's the people behind them are just as good they're world leaders in what they do each and every day and make it easy for us that's what you want as a player that's what Bellingham's been getting forced down his throat over the last three weeks yeah um, we've had a few super chats and comments coming from members uh, while we've been having this discussion uh, Ashley Pascoe with 179 saying take Jude out of the pot who do you guys want Mental planners. No, yeah. um, see, I, I think we need a dynamic, more dynamic midfielder. So I don't know. Like they are different players. I don't know who, who, who fits the bill. It's such me. a loss to you know. There's, there's just a step from him down to every other footballer. Realistic kind of target, yeah. Like I like Declan Rice, but again, he's more defensive minded nowadays. So. Yeah, that's a hard one. Because I, I, I my, my head went to obviously Enzo Fernandez. Because again, to my point, go and get someone with a big cut that everyone wants. So at least you're saying, well, we're, we're still in the market for this. And then I was like, well, what about Amrabat and what about Moises Casado? I'm like, these all feel like they they feel like gambles. Those kind of footballs. Now everyone's absolutely in love with Amrabat after the after the World Cup or during the World Cup. Um, but I. 
I don't know. You're right. There's nothing exciting about buying a guy who's basically going to be DM. You say, but it's about if we if we were to miss out on Don Bellingham, I think it's a bit like when Man United sold Ronaldo or when Spurs sold Bale. It's kind of like when you've got this 130 million chunk. Go and rebuild your whole midfield. Go and get three really good footballers. And hope you do it right. And hope then they are all slightly more of a gamble than the one superstar. But that would be what I'd do. What about you, Chris? I don't know enough players from around Europe nowadays to be able to accurately tell you. I mean, I can tell you the names that you've all heard because you've watched the World Cup and stuff, like everybody. Um, so for me, Enzo Fernandez, if we're not getting Bellingham, would be an absolute have-to-get mm-hmm. kind of buy. Um, I really like the fact that you know he wins the ball back well. His passion's incredible. He sees passes from deep that other, t- that other, that other players can't do. He very much feels more like a really good cross between Wijnaldum at his best and Thiago, Enzo Fernandez for me. He's got the steel of Wijnaldum, but he's also got the vision of a Thiago yeah. uh, on the ball. So I think that's massive. I think him majority playing right-hand side of the midfield three gives us a little bit more time with Thiago as well and might buy you a little bit of breathing room before the next guy comes along who could replace the Jude Bellingham signing. Um Personally, I think it's more important to replace Henderson in the side than it is to replace Thiago right now. Um, Enzo would fit that bill perfectly. Can you get someone to fill the Fabinho thing or are you trusting the Fabinho is going to be Fabinho again? Um, that's the big question mark there. And if, he, if you don't trust that, then you just, instead of getting the Bellingham, you keep Thiago and you replace Fabinho. Yeah, um, new contract for Curtis Jones... Sign Arthur down on a permanent deal. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny one. He's he's not really been in the training that much in Dubai, apparently, has he? He's been, so I don't know what's going he on. He got there. in the game just before we before the break, didn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah. He's having he's having too many injury issues at the moment. Yeah, um, Liam with the five pound super chats is a bit off topic, but the ten is still free. The number ten, not the position. Um, do we see a player within the club getting it or a new signing? That's a, that's a good. I mean, obviously, Naby's gonna like at the moment is gonna be leaving at the end of the season. You've got a world where you're eight and you're ten are two of the most iconic Liverpool. And seven, by the way. Of, of, yeah, if, if Milner goes, um, yeah, eight, ten, seven. I mean, I, I I'd love nothing more than I'd like some of them filled this January. To be honest, just for my own sense of comfort. But you know, in the summer, imagine just unveiling like Fernandez, Bellingham, and. Pick someone else, someone amazing, some f- incredible speedy winger or something who's going to take the number seven shirt and you just line them all up in front. Like, yeah. be like not even facing the camera, no, God, just no. the numbers yeah. facing the camera. Would it, be, it would be like Aldridge, Beardsley, Barnes, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? That kind of that kind of eighty-eight vibes. I said, Bell, if Bellin comes, he might, if he wants twenty-two, he's got to do a deal with Calvin Ramsey. Maybe Calvin Ramsey can be Liverpool's number eight or ten. Get to get twenty-two off him. I do you wonder whether Bellingham, because obviously, you know, he idolises Gerrard. Would he have? Would he want to take that shirt, or would he want to stick with twenty-two? So, so he has to get on the blower to Calvin, get sort him out. Yeah, I mean, I still can't help but think that if we don't get Bellingham, Trent might be your option in midfield. You know. He's not gonna, he won't give sixty six up now, will he? It's, yeah. it's too iconic. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking just, about just, the numbers. Just, I'm just talking about being a midfielder again. Oh. If Calvin Ramsey works, and I know everyone hates it, and I hated talking about it for ages, but he's not being as impactful at right back this season. Can you get him into a position where he is more impactful again? Absolutely. Uh, Scott Hawk, who's a uh, been a cult hero for 29 months on YouTube memberships. Is so happy we've gone from no midfielders to buying them all. Hope yep. all as well, fellas. YWA, yeah, same Scott. And Ashley Fritted. Hey guys, anyone else worried about our recent transfers injuries? Also, I'm weirdly confident about Bellingham and Amrabat. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a tweet, wasn't there, doing the rounds about 
um, how the Diaz Jota is it Diaz Jota and Nunes had missed more minutes than the old front three, which turned out wasn't true. Um, I didn't fact check that. I've been fuming about that. Yeah, for about <laughs> apparently that apparently, <laughs> apparently that did get fact checked, and it wasn't it wasn't the case. Um, well, good. Nunes, good. Touch was he injured? Yeah, he's one. missed time though. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, that I, was, knock, I yeah. was the wording of it. He had a little knock after he missed the Forest game, didn't he? With something, and he also we had butted someone. Um, the Diaz thing, he's just done two ligaments in his knee now in the same knee, different injuries. That that does worry. He had the Jota one is worse, I think, than muscle injuries. He's that, desperate that for a summer off, Jota, and that's really annoying because we're in December and we're already thinking like get him to pre season next season because yeah, he's going to get a handful of games and he'll, he's just going to have loads of little niggles between now and then when he, after he comes back and you'd say the same probably with Diaz it's a fair point though because like I said Canate got injured they're all different it's the muscle injuries that worry me listen Canate got it was a tackle and he injured his knee that's, that's different that and funny, didn't Diaz got wiped out didn't he his, was an, his wasn't a, a muscle injury Jota concerns me because he's getting muscular injuries he's done his calf he's done his hamstring um, yeah, that that is a bit of a concern for me. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see. But the funny thing around that is, remember a few years ago they, they put Daniel Sturridge on a specialist like routine that was separate to everybody else. I wonder if that's something that they they still do now at the footy club and whether that's sure they must. Everyone, it's that it's that advanced now. They're all I think everyone's on their own individual. The other day, the the trainers that made Matip sit out of a session, he said he was sound, but they were like, no, no, we're just a. So, so some of the underlying stats are suggesting that he's 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 at, at risk. So they're obviously monitoring these things. Because Jaeger wanted to just play him in the session, and he only got half a game the other day, didn't he? For that reason, I think so. I think they are looking after them. And it, same with Naby, uh, only got getting the half an hour. That was all from the medical staff. So I know people are kicking off all the medical staff, and we haven't got a doctor and stuff, which legitimate concern a little bit, but. I think they're on top of most yeah, of the doctor now. Yeah, we, not, we, not, we not in place yet, though. Yeah, well, again, doctors are there after the injury. Yeah. It's a sports scientist, pre. It's not the doctor's fault that the fucking lads are injured, it's the sports scientist's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, okay, cool. Uh, we're going to pick up on that uh, stuff and uh, the state of the You can't heal them like without a doctor. That's true. By the way, <laughs> um, we are sponsored by Who Knows Wins uh, this week. Chris had a very, very good week last time out. <sighs> Almost was... perfect. So close. Nine out of ten. So so frigging close tied in second place and what did it get you uh, 18 quid I think in the end which, look at that oh my word <laughs> which is not to be sniffed at but you, you want to tell away, people you? what you won you didn't get right was out of 10 uh, it was on the England and France game obviously and I picked Harry Kane not to score and it was in spite because the week before I picked him to score and he didn't um, when we when we did it a, a week or so ago so that's why I didn't do it so I'm fuming about that because I would have had a share of at 1,500, would have had 750 quid. So first place took 1,500 quid, second place was shared significantly and got around 18 quid. So That's yeah. miles better than I've done before. I think seven was probably my top mark before, like, so nine out of ten is pretty good, to be fair. Like, I was, I was pleased with myself. Like. So there's a couple more of those games this week. Uh, there is Argentina-Croatia, which we'll go through now, and there's also Morocco-Portugal as well. Um, effectively, what you've got to do is scan... Uh, the QR code if you're here on YouTube or you can go to redmen.whonowswins.com uh, join up and, and get involved uh, with the, the pick 10 on this one there's three possible outcomes for all of the questions that are being asked do you want to just run through the uh, questions for us Chris yeah sure so full time results 
uh, Argentina draw or Croatia. Both teams to score over two and a half goals. First half results. Argentina to have over five and a half corners. Croatia to have over three and a half corners. Argentina to have over two and a half cards. Croatia to have over two and a half cards. And Messi to score any time. You've backed against Messi? Yeah. I think it's trying to trick me into going... He scores. I mean, he scores every game, I think. Pretty much. That's not true. I mean... The pretty much might make it true, (laughs) 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 but but, but until then, he scored a lot of goals this World Cup, hasn't he? Okay, okay, might not have scored the last game. I have have no idea. (laughs) He got Um, the world's greatest assist in the last game, he played the best pass that anyone's ever played in the life. I um, I just never back. I just think it's it's blasphemy to back against Messi. I'll just always pick yes, the odds suggest, but then again. I reckon loads will have yes. So if you go for a no, it's a differentiator. Yeah, well, that I mean, it but differentiated me last time out. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, isn't that the difference <laughs> Maybe not between win. yeah, not winning, and winning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it works both ways when you do that. Just as much, just as much. Um, it's like not captaining Salad or Harland in your in, in your fantasy. It's like I'm going to do that because that's where I'm going to make me different. Yeah, you've made a huge difference. You're now forty <laughs> points behind the base in front of you. Alan Harland scored another hat trick. And you've captained, yeah, like the left back from Hull or something. Yeah. Um, left back from Hull. <laughs> so, Relegated Hull. Uh, yeah, it is a thousand pound pot for Argentina versus Croatia. There's a two thousand pound pot for Morocco versus Portugal as well. And later this week, we'll also be entering pick ten with a huge ten k pot Morocco to keep an eye. France. Uh, Okay, shout. That's Dan f- failing to update the uh, my, proof that I will say anything if it's written down in front of me. Uh, Morocco versus France. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. We're doing our pick ten for ten k later on in the week, so keep an eye on our socials uh, and all that. Make sure uh, you are gamble aware and all that good stuff as well. Don't get involved. You have to be eighteen plus. Uh, and yeah, if you have any issues with gambling and stuff, don't feel like you're being press ganged into this by us. It is a bit of fun. Um, and yeah, you too could be taking home £18.72 for just putting a couple of things in, like Chrissy Page. He's gone for Mbappe to score in that one. So Morocco... Do you Maroc- feel like you're hedging your bets by doing that? Well... Even though it's Maroc- totally unrelated. Maroc- I've had a goal. What, what, what did you go? Don't worry about me. It's alright, okay. How much have you won on this game? A little bit. Little miss, mister, I'm going to judge your fucking picks, but I'm there's only ju- one 18 pence. I'm not judging you, I'm just... You are very much judging I'm me. not judging you, I think you've done a splendid job. I know, Into, I've won I, money I, three out of the last five, by the way. You have, you're doing really three well. Three out of the last five, who else can say that? I think I saw your pick for this game, didn't you have Morocco winning and France spinning it round to come back? Yeah, half time Morocco. I think one of them. I've done a. I've done a, a bit. A bit. I tend to, as I say, get a, a final scoreline in my head and work backwards from there. I have a yeah, narrative. That's what I do yeah. as well, actually. Yeah, that's yours. Yeah. I have a narrative in my head. So there you go. Half time. I think Morocco are going to be are going to be leading the half time. I think France will ultimately win. Both teams will score over two point five goals. The cards thing has done me or this whole tournament because it's been a really low card tournament. Um, Except for that Spanish ref who books everyone. We need to figure out where he is. Yeah. He needs to be on the yes. What I did say, I think, I think it's starting to get a bit more tasty in 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 the, in the knockout round. So I've gone for Morocco um, and France to get over one and a half cards. But actually, I didn't. I, I went against that for Morocco. I thought two point five cards was slightly too much. Yeah. Um, Mbappe to score any time. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Cool. Get involved. As I say, scan the QR code on YouTube. Link will be below redmen.whoknowswins.com for all of that. Uh, right, let's crack into it then. Let's talk the state of the squad. Diaz out for three months. Jota's is going to be out for three months. I mean, this is the thing people are talking about it being February or March, but we're in mid-December. You know, it's that's a that's a huge, huge chunk of football for both of them. 
I thought it was quite interesting. I mentioned this on Sunday's live show, Steve, that Carvalho started left of the three. Ox comes on left of the three in, in the second half. I'm, I'm quite excited to see Carvalho get more game time. And I think he's the one who could most benefit from this. There's a potential chance of one last hurrah for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and we saw how much he helped us in January, but it's a massive oversight if we've left ourselves where Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is all of a sudden now a a required squad player to play in our attack. It's going to undermine what we're doing significantly over a long chunk of the season. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of Darwin Nunes left wing, aren't we? I think that's the obvious one. And then, But what does that mean? What's the knock-on impact from that? That Bobby Firmino plays lots up front, and that Mosella plays a lot on the right. Um, we've, we've answered three, aren't we? Really, the Carvalho one. He, if he if he plays, he, I think he has to play left wing. Jürgen tried in the derby, putting him in midfield, and I mean, we got we got overrun. I know Emanelli in the same midfield just wasn't conducive to to anything really. So he is a le- if he's going to play, I think he does have to play on the left of a three. You're right. He's the one who's going to get the biggest opportunity now. You think because as soon as there's a rotation in that front three, you'd imagine it's Carvalho getting into it. There's a chance Harvey Elliott might get on the right at times if Salah ever needs a rest. He really does. Um, so yeah, Carvalho's going to be the biggest beneficiary. So and Kurt Jones, I imagine we'll see a bit of Kurt Jones on that left as well. Which again isn't. I'm not sure that's where. I say this. I think that might be where he wants to play. I don't know, but I'm not sure about it. And then the other one who you did mention there is Kate Gordon. I know again a young lad. He's 18. He's back training again. He was he was in the squad. He, he was a squad player. He, he played a, a League Cup semi-final away at Arsenal. Like, they obviously think highly of him. Ben Doke is a young kid, maybe bits of him. But yeah, it's it's we've gone from having five really top options, two injuries have wiped that out. The, 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 the main worry for me is that there's a lot of games and you can't you can't just run Nunes, Bobby and Salah into the ground because they're at, they're at risk of injuries. Yeah, he's going to have to be really, really clever. He's going to have to use these lads, whether it's off the bench because five subs really does help, but we're going to look after who we've got now. So you want to win games because Liverpool have dug themselves into a mighty big hole, uh, given how they started the season. But yeah, there's not only the injured lads are a big blow, but at risk of further injuries now because you've got three C, what you'd call three C in your forwards. You are right. I think it's... It's a risk, and listen, I wouldn't be shocked if they try and get something done in January, maybe, like they did with Diaz, where they just do one earlier than they were going to do anyway, because we are we are looking short in those areas. It's um, You can handle one, two, I mean, we've seen it in the back end of the, the, the first chunk of the season, Chris, is that you're asking a lot of Roberto Firmino, I think, more there. I think, look, Nunes and Salah should be able to to be able to go Salah's had a big rest oh, Bobby's had a rest but he's also was starting to see just the frayed edges of Bobby Firmino's fitness in the last in the last couple of years Darwin as a young lad he should, he should be alright to go but this is the thing Carvalho is the kind of next in line he's not played any left wing in his recent in his recent career he was a forward or a, or a 10 for Fulham and then when you start to name all those kids I, I, Ben Doak looks so exciting but he's what sixteen? Child, yeah. Yeah. Kate Gordon hasn't played. It's ten months. He's ten months out. It's a long time before he's going to be. He's going to be nowhere near, nowhere near this season. Um, and again, you're talking Elliot, but that's not necessarily. We, we need another guy to play centre forward, or we need another guy to play on the left. Is, is my thing. Yeah. I think that's right, and that's what Steve said before. Is Elliot might get time on the right hand side. You know, it might be um, in, a, in a Carabao Cup game if we get through that. Maybe it won't be against City uh, because obviously he's picked up a little something, hasn't he, at the moment? So, um, but Carvalho is the obvious one. So he's absolutely spot on. He's going to come in and spell. Now, is it that Nunes gets spells out for a bit, or is it that Bobby gets moved out? And 
and Nunes goes across into the centre forward position. What does that do for Nunes? Switching between two positions all the time. That's what I think is most likely to happen. And that doesn't that's not conducive to Nunes getting a good run of games together. And what if he's firing brilliantly down the middle? Do they then put loads of time into Carvalho on the left hand side? He's a young lad. You don't want him playing two games a week, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's difficult for Liverpool to manage this period, isn't it? I think I've heard um, you know late February is probably where Jota is but where does that leave him in terms of that might be just training Yeah, you know we might be looking at April by the time he's fit both of them you know and, and that's the end of the season yeah. so if Liverpool are serious and Liverpool have got money to spend in the summer then they need to use some of that money to spend in January for me because I don't see how you can close a massive gap on the teams above us and only have these three forwards the, to play with. The thing, <coughs> the issue... The likelihood, the, sorry, the likelihood is one of them's going to get injured. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and then you are completely screwed and there will be nowhere to sign players. You, you're dead so you've right. you've got to do it. You're dead right in that thing of, it's all well and good saying we've got these lads, but there's no guarantee that these lads stick around, particularly not on the evidence that we've seen already. And again, if you're asking, if you're, if you're saying Bobby Firmino's definitely going to be fine, then that's naive as well because... Again, 18 months of his worst injury record. And that you don't imagine that in his 30s, that's all of a sudden going to... He's not going to go back to what he was three years ago. The, my, the problem I think we're faced with, is we've just done a big old chat about Liverpool potentially spending £200 million on midfielders that <laughs> they, the they very much need. Exactly. I think we did. I think they'll feel they did their attack spending last summer. We went and bought... We went and spent £100 million on new lads for the, for the front line. And another fifty in the January before. I don't. I, it's all great, but if you don't get in the Champions League, oh you don't God. get the lads anyway, oh, do yeah, you? Yeah, so you've got yeah. to spend the money, yeah, to get in the Champions League. Because even if you just miss out on your top targets, it's not just your top targets. They might it might oh. be a second and third choices that go to other Champions oh, League. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's a loan out there you could do or something. Just, uh, but no, we, we, uh, no, 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 and doing I, that, we've got to start thinking properly. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, Josh has had nearly freaking two seasons out. Yeah, like. Great, he's going to be back in April, but the last two years have suggested he's going to be fucking injured in August again. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. I just don't know. I don't know what, what they're going to do because it, it is it is a difficult one. It also, by the way, I mean, don't forget, like we were playing two up fronts for a while. That's gone now. Mm-hmm. Four that four two three four two three one. That's that's gone now. We haven't got four. Is he going to start all of them and then have no subs? Yeah, exactly. The only thing that could work is if he goes back to that um, narrow two of Salah and Nunes yeah. with Bobby in the hole because Elliot could play in the hole, Carvalho could play in the hole. But again, you've only got two lads up front and no one to back them up. Exactly. Yeah. So you're screwed if you go down that path. Yeah. It is difficult. Uh, I think, again, and I think we might see a lot of change. You mentioned Chamberlain before. Maybe it's, if it is just off the bench, the issue he's got is that he's, if he's going to play up front, he probably needs to be on the right wing. Yeah, but, yeah, no, and exactly. He's played that nine, and he's not and not well. Yeah, that's and yeah. not often. Well, the other day, I think he played in that fan. He played all three of them all over the shop. But it might just be that Liverpool need to have a conversation with Mo Salah and Bobby and Darwin and say, "Listen, I know you like love goals, and Mo, I know you want that golden boot and whatever in all these comments, but like." If we're winning three 0 you've got to come off. Yeah. If we're winning two 0 we we saw us make like yeah, you're gonna have to. This is the thing is it. I don't I just don't see a way. We, oh, we might there might be a cheeky clever deal in there in there somewhere in January where you're not spending huge money but you're getting someone capable. But 
this is I just I can't see because you're going to capsize everything else. I think you know I just can't see a world where we're finding another fifty to 60, 50, 60 million pounds for as much as we should be. You know they've got you know you've got to be doing that. It's just sometimes you turn around and you go well. It's just fucking unlucky. It's just the way that, the way the way it works, and you've got to turn to what you've got. And yeah, you know, we've, he's got a good track record of turning to what he's got and getting better out of the lads around. I don't think I don't think Curtis Jones being part of the front three is is is, is that. I don't think he'll want to see much more of Harvey Elliott playing in the in, in the front three. Although someone like Naby being back, that again, it's all hinged in other in other ways. Is what what's our absolute priority in January? It's still probably one more midfielder. It's still some other lad. We've, we you know if we could get a deal over the line for an Amrabat or a Casado. Which that which that that needed doing regardless. Yeah. This is a new problem, yeah. and it's it's you're right. If we had if we had bottomless funds, you would go and. Just solve this. I saw um, funny enough, Rob Gutman's been banging the, the the drum for like Zaha of someone like that now who's no longer going to be no longer a hundred million pound player. Palace aren't going to ask stupid money for them. They've kind of started to move beyond them because they've bought a lot of a lot of other lads into that front line. Someone like that on a on a shorter term deal. I don't know. Does, again, Formal even and get Divock, get Divock back. It's. That yeah, we are we're in a position now where we're, we're struggling. We are struggling. It is a, it is a concern. I I've been pretty confident that we'd get back in the top four with one more injury away from really being really in trouble for that. You know, if you lose, excuse me, lose one of those three that we mentioned, you're you're in, you're in big bother. I'm not sure yet on Carvalho if he's at the level to play left wing for Liverpool every week. I think he's he's he's, he's clearly talented. But I've always thought he looks better coming on. I thought tactically how we set up in the first half against Leon actually gave a good indication of where we're at. And I think Darwin Nunes plays part of this. But Carvalho and Firmino were quite fluid. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see with Nunes playing from the left. You know, there's going to be opportunities where Firmino's going to drift out and Nunes is going to fill that slot. So Carvalho kind of training in that way, I think is quite encouraging. I don't really see how else he gets in the team. Yeah. He's right-footed, he's got a really good eye for goal. I know he looks like, like Coutinho in terms of how he moves and all that kind of stuff, and he's got you know, the hair. But it's like, I think he's got a natural inclination to get in the 18-yard box, which Coutinho did not possess. He had to have that drummed into him. So it, that might work for him, but you're, you're still trained him in a new position. As I say, he, he spent last year in the championship, his breakout year, not playing anywhere like on that side of the pitch. Yeah, you're right. I think I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is that now he, he's a forward now un, un, until further notice. It's mad to say this, but like, Liverpool have actually got loads of midfielders available at the moment. That might not be that might lost forever, mm-hmm. but as it stands, really, it's only Arthur, and even he's apparently closer than it was first suggested to come back. So it might just be, well, we've got Fab... Thiago, Elliot, Henderson, Milner, Jones, Elliot, blah blah blah. It might just be right. Ox, you go. We are from five options for the next six weeks. Are Nunes, Firmino, Salah, Carvalho, Chamberlain, and he he just moves into that rotation again. It's far from ideal. You, you but you're right to reference. We used him last January, and he wasn't great, but he did okay. He got a few assists and stuff, and he did all right. Liverpool, he's a good player, Oxford Chamberlain, isn't he? But it's. It's, yeah. it, it's, I, I, I'll be honest I think if we don't sign someone Klopp's got to seriously consider the formation again because I just don't see that we've got enough for 4-3-3 to go now to the end of the season you go for like a 4-2 four, four four? I think it's difficult to say but I think Salah becomes a centre forward yeah. mm. 
to be honest with you, and Harvey Elliott probably as your next best goes out right. Now it might not be the Salah role per se, but it could be that four four two with Harvey on one side, maybe Nunes, Carvalho on the left, Bobby and Salah playing up front. Salah's fixed position, I think, hurts us mm. in the, in this type of an injury crisis because it's like, well, he's your best player, and you want him playing in your best position. Yeah, I know. But we haven't got players for all the other positions and he can play up front and he can score goals and he does score goals. I wonder whether there's something, and again, this is why I kind of reference Naby Keita and even Ox to some extent, is you're right, we still need to improve the overall quality of that midfield. But if Ox and Naby had been fit from the start of the season, we'd have had far less problems in the first part of the season. It's not to say this is this is the absolute be all and end all, but if, if if Naby can just go back to what he was last season, which is still a big ask, I'm well aware of that. He he does free up Harvey Elliott to do a little bit more yeah. to, to 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 be to be used elsewhere. There's also a little thing, and I think it's a bit soon for someone like Ben Doak. But if you want if you want someone on the bench to just turn on for ten minutes and just going to cause a bit of chaos. You can move, you can move Salah then into the centre forward position. You take Bobby off, you put Salah centre forward, and you put Doak on for ten minutes to just run riot of people yeah. down down in the fullbacks. A bit of pace, bit of aggression in the, in the play. That's certainly an option. None of these are perfect options, but I also to that point, Liverpool will also think at some point they'll you know they've never over gambled on stuff. To, to try and make a big sell to a good football, a football good enough to play for us. You're looking at 15 to 20 goals a season is what you're asking asking for that. I don't know if we're in, we're in the position to go into the market and find someone like that in January. You're just going to end up with someone who's really, how much better are they than Carvalho, Elliot, yeah. Dokken, Oxlade-Chamberlain. The, the, the their opportunities for growth, etc. Yeah. So just going back onto the Mike 4-4-2 idea or 4 2 whatever, whatever you want to call it. Having Henderson and Thiago, who've had their injury issues, playing a two-man midfield probably wouldn't be a bad shout with them. And, you know, spelling Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, three for two positions there. I think Nudez has got the ability to play up front left wing. If Salah's got the ability to play up front right wing, Firmino can obviously play left wing, right wing if you really want him to, but not often. Centre forward gives you, you know, the other lads, Oxley, Chamberlain, Naby Keita opportunities. I just feel like the four-three-three right now with the injuries that we've got could. Although we play best in that, and I think that's what we realised over the first half of the season. If you haven't got the players, you can't play the formation. I think the only thing with that we're one is... one injury away from not being able to play it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. I think the thing, what they'll probably do, though, is you won't see Nunes, Firmino and Salah play from the start in many games, if that's the case. You just do two from three, and you just rotate. You rotate them plus Carvalho... Doak and Elliot probably covering left. Curtis is going to play. Curtis will play left. I guarantee you now. Yeah. Curtis is going to be playing a bit. I'll be sure. Yeah. Maybe a yeah, bit. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Maybe I think he'd, I think he'd pick Curtis on the left before he picked Bendo. Yeah, yeah, I think, I I think, think he, he probably would, would as well. We seem, he did, he but did we're talking about a player who's not fit. You know what I mean? So he's not even been. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's another issue. Yeah, but yeah, that that's likely what they'll do because I think they've settled on the. I think they've. I think the idea of them changing formation. I mean, they might do because God knows we've tried it already this season. My suspicion is they'll double down on what they've got, and it's whether they can then can can you add someone? I mean, we've, it's a wild shout, and we've never we've seen it bar one appearance against in his debut against West Ham. But like Naby looked quite good on the left of the, the three <laughs> in, in that. If someone's out the door, and you're settled on what you've got already between Fabinho, Henderson, Elliot, Thiago, 
Kirk comes back, would he rather would he rather him be a midfielder? I don't know. It's 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 an interesting one certainly. Um, and hopefully it's someone like just hopefully someone like Carvalho just clicks. Yeah. You know he's obviously very highly rated. Got a lot of goals in the championship last year. He's already got goals for us, so all the pressure's off him. We just haven't he hasn't quite been able to be on the pitch enough. It just for feels us. like there's lots of in well again it's, it's football. There's very very perfect solutions, but it all just feels there's a lot of borrowing from Peter to pay Paul here, isn't it? It's, it's not, and that's what happens. It, listen, you can, how many forwards, how many quality, amazing strikers do you want to have? Like six, it's just it's almost impossible. Five should be enough. Just two of them having relatively long term injuries at the same time. The deal, and Klopp saying that the, the Diaz one was like a smash in the face it tells you everything you need to know. You can cope without Jota, and you're getting Diaz back, and you're looking at going, okay, cool. We can we can make this work, and you're right. We're back into we've got to find other ways of we've got to be we've got to be clever and we've got to be canny, which is in ideal for we're restaging our season, put a big line yeah. to everything that's gone before. We're going to start from zero. We were supposed to get players back. That's why we were all happy there was a Winter World Cup. We'd yeah. made our peace with it. At least we're going to get our players back. Yeah, we did it. great, nice one, Joel. This time last week, I was sat there hosting the show. So can't wait for Diaz. How much of an impact is he going to make? He's going to give Nunes. We're going to have lads off the bench. You can make it. No. No, gone. It, it, no. it can turn in a blink. Sorry, it's not happening. I jinxed it, so it's, yeah. Anyway, don't um, have hope. <laughs> That's what I've learned today. <laughs> wow, we've really come full circle on this podcast, haven't oh, we? Fucking hell. You brought us down, Paul. Oh, are you? Um, <laughs> it was meant to be us bringing you up. You just dragged us down to your level. I this. was all in on Carvalho being the big star for this. You're like, nah, shit, everything's fucked. If we don't buy someone in January, we're dead. Right, South. Um, no, but again, to, to the point on this is that Jürgen and Liverpool, heroes present themselves in this stuff I think the idea that Liverpool are going to are going to go back to being a 2.6 points per game or whatever side that all of a sudden we're back in a title challenge is a bit of a nonsense we need to get things back up and running we, we, we should be capable we should be capable of that I agree I would feel loads more calmed but actually I'm interested to the points to people Did watching at home Did you put Stig be on the wall over there for yeah, me? Yeah, for you, yeah. Thanks Faith I fucking love that yeah. um, To the point I'll ask, I'll ask a question of the people at home as well um, if, if you could only buy one player in January would it be a forward or would it be a midfielder? And whether the Diaz injury has changed people's perspective on that, because let's be honest, we've just had a half, well, two uh, two fifths of a season where it's been midfield, midfield, midfield. We fucked it by not buying a midfielder. It, how has that not changed? Is my point on this? Even if Naby's back and Ox is back, do we surely we still we still do, do desperately you know, need a midfielder in January? If that's the case, I think you're right, but. A couple of years ago, if this had have happened, and we were playing the way we were a couple of years ago, I'd be confident that we can win games one nil. Mm-hmm. You know, just by because we didn't have the forwards to do it. The way we've been shipping goals this season, it's a massive concern for me. Yeah. It's like we need to score the goals because we can't stop conceding them. Hopefully, Virgil can stop thinking about the World Cup now and uh, be be hundred percent back to being uh, at his best. And a few of those other lads. I, that's the big thing. It's unknowable what Liverpool's mentality is when they come back and what it's worth remembering is we don't need to be the Liverpool from the last four seat, four or five seasons we just need to be better than United, United Tottenham and Chelsea you know, yeah, you in know, the short term yeah, in, in, the the short, in the short term 20. and that doesn't mean we can't win the Champions League by the way or we can't win a domestic cup on, on, on the route to that but 
it's a it's a it's an impossible ask I think to ask us to go back to being the team from the last few to the last few seasons at our best. It's not impossible, but so this is about the the personnel and what we've got and the bodies and that we've got. If you've got two from if you've got two of Salah, Firmino, and Nunes on the pitch every game, and you've got two of Henderson, Thiago, and Fabinho in midfield, and you've got Virgil Van Dijk, and you've got one of Matip, Gomez, or Canate alongside him, and you've got Trent for most games and Robbo for most games. We should be well better than the vast majority of the, of the teams in the league when we come back. To answer, to answer the question, like it depends on who in the midfield. If it was Bellingham, I'd just take him. Just you know, the win said would rather have one or the other. For example, if you were saying they're going to get a cheap loan in to cover a position, I think actually forward would be. Would you rather buy Moises Casado or Wilfred Zahar in January? Casado, but well, that's because I don't really think Zaha will make too much of a difference. Yeah, probably Zaha. I, I, I do like him, but yeah, just the point. It's, it's, it's a it's a short term, long term thing. That is a very that's what I was saying before. The, the loan thing has very rarely worked, but it might. If, I wonder if they do that because they just think. Diaz and Jota are Liverpool players. They're going to be back next year. We, we don't want to just buy someone who's never going to play. Oh, and they, they will one hundred percent be thinking that. Yeah, that's, you know, because that's that's how they, that's how they we, work. Yeah, and so it, and I know it infuriates, and I know that's the situation that's got us into this position right now of thinking that with Cater and Ox, you can't just buy someone to replace every single injury. Every injury, it's when players become injury prone that's different. And that's where we're getting to with Jota. I wonder if there, I don't know who it would be, and I'd like people to like is there is there a loan? Forward, you can get who's just of a level where he can, even if it is just coming. Here's one for you. Would you take Giroud? Yeah, just he's, he's a really handsome man. He's miles past his best. Yeah, but he's handsome. Great. Just, yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Does 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 I would like if Liverpool could find someone who can. I probably would take him to be honest with you. Stick him off him for a few games. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's really really difficult. It's a massive blow. This Diaz thing, you, you, you can't sugarcoat it. But like I say, if, if they, listen, we saw Kevin Palmer put in that they're trying to get Bellingham and they're trying to get it done now. Just add him into your team, and then and then I think he also then followed that up and said they're not, they're not, they don't. It's definitely the summer. Yeah, I think it's, it's trying to get the deal done for the summer. If it's yeah, man, there's no right answer. Unfortunately, there's no right. The, the, the only right answers are you just go and buy a boss forward and buy a boss midfielders. Like that's just you know, that's where we're getting back to now. Isn't the answer it? is you've got a you've got a. a 200, spend two hundred and fifty million pounds in the next two transfer windows, and you might need to do that. Oh, then buy me, get me Jude Bellingham a forward. Mm-hmm. Was it Kudos maybe or from IR? Kudos, yeah. Kudos, Gakpo was linked, wasn't he as well? And, and if it's two hundred and fifty million in the next two windows, though, I'd I'd probably go midfielder, midfielder, and forward. You could do all three because at that point, I am thinking Diaz and Jota will be. If back. Bobby's leaving in the summer, you need to buy another forward anyway. But it's it's if you know I. I I'd be tying him down to a new contract regardless and, and the same and to be honest I'd give Cater a new contract as well just because I think it you know gives you it gives you so much more breathing room Ox can move on because I think he's just kind of had his day and he'll go and get a couple more years in the Premier League at a decent side and probably have a, a decent little spell I know Cater's so frustrating but he's so good at football as well he's so so good he's almost worth it for another year of just having that extra insurance policy of there's 20 games where you can play him in games. good luck with that mate <laughs> <laughs> minutes 20 minutes has he made, has he made less than 20 appearances in a, in a season for Liverpool? almost definitely right now he hasn't played once no I know prior to, prior to this one there's loads of football left by the way yeah, there's about 50 games left isn't yeah, there yeah exactly she's not having five of them Peter Crouch is out of work, says Stuart Wisby in the comments. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a fascinating one. We'll do more on this as and when it develops. Of I don't course. really think we, we solved anything there. We just no, no. How how can we? <laughs> we just, we just, if anything, I feel worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This hasn't helped. No, 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 no. It hasn't. But uh, it also doesn't help that it's weird. Like I just enjoyed watching Liverpool play at the weekend. So did I. Watching the game, but we didn't win. So it does. It can't help. But like. You, I just want to see I'd like to see Liverpool win a game of footy so AC Milan at the weekend if you could just do that that would be that <laughs> couldn't even win the fucking shootouts um, yeah I mean, we even got an injury because like just for familiarity's sake someone got took off as well like, yeah yeah turns out this pre-season's the same as the season <laughs> yeah. great nice one well done well, yeah we go uh, again right cool we're doing podcast extra straight after this over on Redbed Plus we're going to be doing the boring future of Gareth Southgate um I love the fact that everyone's got a really big opinion on this. And, I, and again, as we've said throughout the World Cup, I really don't care. And in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to have the discussion with you guys because we don't have, we just don't have a, you know, any irons in the fire on this one. So we don't really care who's an England manager. So I'm interested to know what we think England should do with regards to Southgate. Um, Joey Barton's flipping. Uh, Sam Wallace and Rory Smith are, are, are in danger of getting cancelled uh, even though they're, they're, it's at the really sensible points of it on it um, and we're going to be taking some more viewer questions as well so come and join us for the uncensored version of this podcast where we say a lot of stuff that we would never put out on fu- public forums uh, that's over on redmenplus.com right now and also don't forget actually um, last chance last couple of days to get your Redmen Christmas jumpers as model expertly by Steve Haw. Uh, they're on a flash sale at the moment, available for £20. Um, look at them. <laughs> Not that type that of flash. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Not that I misunderstood <laughs> flash. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get uh, both designs and uh, some other bits and pieces. If you go to redmanmerch.com, front and centre on the site, we'll tell you the things that you can still get uh, guaranteed UK mainland delivery on and uh, some wonderful discounts on the knitted Christmas jumpers as well. Right, cool. Come and check us out on Podcast Extra. It is a boss laugh. And um, we'll see you over there. I'm Paul Machen. That's the uh, That's Chris Page. Hey! Here we go. He's smiling. It worked. What a day. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all very soon. Ta-da. Thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Red Men in your ears, then consider signing up to redmenplus.com. You get everything that's on the website in video and if you want it in podcast form. Uh, from £5 a month, redmenplus.com. You get two free items of merchandise every single season. If you sign up as a club legend, you get 20% discount codes every single month. Exclusive discounts from our partners, as well as your name and the credits and each and every Red Men plus show.